the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fake Ritual, a fool's guide to pop culture and the occult, uncovering an esoteric world of myth, magic, and mystery hidden deep within your favorite media. I am your host, Lucas Sloppy, and with me today is uh, a longtime friend of the show and a returning guest, believe it or not, it's Emily Burnett. What's up? Yeah, I love like just the gravitas I give just the non-celebrity friends that are mine. You know, like that's what doing a podcast out of Pittsburgh is all the fuck about. Uh, Full disclosure, though, Emily is not in Pittsburgh here with me. She is at her home in Michigan uh, where she lives, which is why I called it her home. But anyways, we're getting off topic here. (laughs) Uh, Well... We've been waiting with bated breath. We've been talking about doing this episode for, I think, a while. I think even before I started the podcast, we were already knew that we were both super fans, at least of the first film in this franchise. We might talk a little bit about the other ones, but Emily and I are sitting down talking. What? Oh, is the floor rumbling? Oh, oh, what's happening? Better not be. Oh, oh, what's that I'm in the basement. Oh, we're talking tremors. Oh. <laughs> uh, but before we, you know, kind of just got get to the gushing part where we just talk about why we fucking love this film, just to let people know what tremors is. If you've been living under a rock, pun intended, going to be a lot of geology jokes here. Uh, <laughs> the Tremors franchise consists of a series of American monster comedy horror films. That's right, American monster comedy horror films and a spin-off television show with a plot centered around attacks from subterranean worm-like creatures known as craboids. It began in 1990 with the release of the film Tremors, which spawned a series of direct-to-video films, sadly, and the titular <laughs> television series uh emily why do you love tremors why are we talking about it why are we talking about tremors i'm pretty sure that tremors is the movie that i have seen more than any other movie in my life and that is because when we were growing up either on usa or Mm -hmm. on tnt yep (laughs) like every other weekend it was on if tremors was on someone in my family would turn it on yeah. and we would watch it. And by the end, we'd all be sitting around watching the end of tremors. That being said, I didn't see the unedited version mm. until mm-hmm. my like 30. Yeah. Like, there was things I didn't even know happened because I only watched it on USA on a Saturday morning while I was cleaning the living room. 
Yeah, it is a surprisingly gruesome and scary <laughs> movie for all yeah. the like, comedy silliness that's in it. When it's scary, it's really scary. And like you're saying, having only watched it on cable for many years... Like, it still was scary because sort of the implication yeah. of these underground dwelling, like, super monsters that pull you under, like, is just a really, a bit of a mind fuck, like, to really think about. And especially how they present it in that first film. Yeah. Did it scare you, you as no a kid? Escape. Oh, yeah. But it's also, like, fun enough yes. that... It, I don't think I ever had, like, nightmares about well, it. Yeah. Not like The Shining. It's PG-13. Yeah. he Kevin Bacon only says fuck once. <laughs> when I rewatched <laughs> it, solving. I was like, that is PG-13. The one fuck that, <laughs> for whatever reason, PG-13 movies are allowed. Out of it. <laughs> I've heard that it's the only movie that Kevin Bacon has watched more than once of his own yeah. stuff. It really is. It is a very good movie. Every time I watch it, I'm thrilled. I know what's happening, but it, like I know what's about to happen, but I still am along for the ride. The effects are great. Really incredible cast. And performances, we were talking a little bit uh, before the show about one Mr. Michael Gross of Family Ties yeah. fan fame playing Bert Gummer, the Gummer. survivalist hero of pretty much the entire film franchise. Yeah, uh, he's the he's who makes it all the way to Shrieker Island. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Shrieker Island. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, well, yeah, I guess to maybe bookend it, we talked a little bit about that first one. You know, maybe just a quick little shotgun review of the most recent Tremors film, Shrieker mm. Island, which came out in 2020. Yes? No? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Featuring... I've uh, watched it four times. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think Tremors movies kind of beg, <laughs> beg for that. Uh, but yeah, that is the most recent movie. Uh, you know, before we try to dive deep, you know, into the mysteries and the myth of uh, the films, we can just kind of real quick here go through the other sequels. Uh, so, hmm. yeah, Tremors from 1990, incredible film, very fun. I think it's like 89 minutes, so easy to watch. Uh, then we have Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Have you seen this? I have the only like one. Okay, so yeah. So I this... don't really remember. I know that there's something with remote control cars. There is, yeah. Bombing the <laughs> So yeah, uh the second one, evolution kind of plays into these films. There's some sort of life cycle mm -hmm. for the uh, aforementioned graboids. So in the second movie, they like grow legs, become smaller, not so much ground-based worms, but on top of the ground. Just like two legs, though, yeah. right? Yeah. They call them Shriekers. Uh, yeah. And then in Tremors 2 is, de is decent. It's at least worth a watch. Tremors 3 is where we get the introduction of the Ass, ass Blasters, <laughs> which is a little bit of a uh, sharp shark jumping moment. I feel like I saw a little bit of this one in <laughs> high school because my high school friends were hyped oh you gotta see this they fart and they fly uh yeah but in hindsight <laughs> yeah i feel like kind of definitely 
questionable, a questionable watch. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think I've only. Yeah. I mean, I feel like just if you, farting <laughs> is fun and farting is fun. It, always. Yeah. Always. Uh, but then <laughs> Tremors 4 is the prequel, which yeah. I've also heard is pretty, I've heard is pretty fucking boring, but in concept, very cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we get, I enjoyed it. And that one we get the Bert we were talking about, like it's like his ancestor or something. He's his ancestor. It's like the Wild West. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, back in time, living in the Wild West. Perfection still has, you know. Yeah, the town that this only like, tends to be set in Perfection, Nevada. Yeah, population 10. So. Yeah, and if I didn't say that, Tremors 3 was called Back to Perfection. Little double entendre there. <laughs> and Tremors 4 is called That's The Legend Begins. These, those past two are in the 2000s, which might explain uh, kind of their <laughs> subpar. Uh, performance because yeah the 2000s and anything that had cg i feel like was not really good yeah yeah uh and then yeah just a two more here we got tremors five bloodlines <laughs> from 2015 i don't know that i've, I've ever seen, seen this this one's set in africa there's like kind okay, of like no. this, a different breed of it's the african breed of the graboid of the you know yeah, ground worm. Do they call um, it a graboid? I think so, and I think they there's a big one that they call Queen Bitch. I think I just read that. <laughs> <laughs> like I bet you, Bert says it. All of them. These movies are at least all of the ones I've mentioned before. This I before we recorded this episode, doing my research, I just watched clips from a bunch of them. Yeah, and they're totally worth watching the clips because there's at least yeah, some yeah. cool moments. Uh, they're just not. There's a lot of good lines. Yeah, definitely. Almost always delivered by, uh, yeah, Bert. Bert uh, <laughs> and just really well delivered. I'm surprised. Even like the clips I saw from the next film, Tremors: A Cold Day in Hell. That would be Tremors Six. Like Michael Gross is incredible. He really can yeah. you give him anything. I think he just. I've I saw in an interview. He said he just loves the character of Bert. It's just like fun for him to play, which I totally believe. Yeah. Oh. Bigger and better guns. Like the joke is just kind of always like how big of a gun he can get. And oh, I think you got to see Shrieker Island. Okay. Uh, no guns. No gun. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, well, just real quick. Tremors of Cold Day in Hell, I'm pretty sure is set in like Antarctica or some shit. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, back around to that movie we mentioned already that you've watched four times. <laughs> Shrieker <laughs> Island. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot of times in two years. But you said no no guns in Shrieker Island. Well, okay, so there it's like this millionaire, like Richard Branson-esque millionaire guy has a private island. And he brings a bunch of hunters to his island where they're hunting graboids, which he has like he's bred them there on this island. Okay. But then there's Jurassic these researchers. Park kinda, like, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Ask. Yeah. So, so and they only bred four, he says. He thinks. So then there's these like researchers that are on a like close by island researching just like, I don't know, stuff researchers on an island. <laughs> and <laughs> they find a graboid 
one of them is like, you got to get me Burt Gummer. And so they, <laughs> they go to Papua New Guinea. Napoleon Dynamite yep. goes to Papua New Guinea. What's his to name? Get John, Burt Gummer. John. Uh, what is his name? I don't know. Ah, fuck it, Napoleon Dynamite. Sorry, buddy. That's what. That's who. So he goes. He like rides a motorbike. Who I don't like. In in, like a half a day, gets to Papua New Guinea, brings back Bert Gummer, who's been living there on this isolated island, like by himself, alone. His hair is long. Oh yeah. And they come back, and he's like, "All right, what kind of weapons you got?" He like talks him into it, even though he didn't want to fight Grabboys anymore. He was happy living his life. He's like, "What weapons you got?" And they're like, "We got nothing." We have this bunker down here. It was here before us. There's some machetes and there's some like old ass dynamite. And that's all they got. But then like the rich hunter guy and his people, they all have weapons because they're like hunting the tremor, hunting the graboids for sport. Yeah. Okay. They've paid a lot of money. That's a pretty cool setup. Yeah, I am interested. I think I'm going to watch that one because even from the trailers, it looked like it had a little bit more of a budget. Uh and yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It looks good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh and then there is I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. There was, I guess, a a half season ran of a TV show in two thousand three. And then I believe I think there was another attempt at a TV show because I found a trailer on YouTube for like an upcoming TV show. I think that would have come out in the twenty tens or something, that had uh kevin bacon's character returning in it and it looked really good yeah like yeah it was like sci-fi channel right yeah and i think so i'm not sure if that's what this 2003 one was or if there was it just seems like it just couldn't get off the ground but it's kind of a shame because i feel like a tv show would actually be good for yeah sort of like how the zombie type film uh or zombies in general kind of boiled down into the walking dead really worked because mm-hmm. similarly to tremors a lot of the drama is about you know surviving and being trapped in something and having to go from one place that used to be safe to a new place that you know you hope is safe so it is kind of sad that that didn't happen but yeah you know yeah. What, are you, what are you gonna do i know i remember seeing the seeing the trailers or whatever on the internet and being excited and then it just disappeared. Like a snatch. <laughs> never. It never happened. Thrown into the graboid <laughs> maw. <laughs> Life was simple for Earl and Val. Nobody handles garbage better than we do. Until subterranean man-eating monsters invaded their town. Doesn't he have a home to go to? Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Reba McIntyre. These guys are going to save the world? I found the rear end! Tremors on USA, Saturday night at 8. Well, uh... This is the part of the show where I really want to focus in on the star of the Tremors franchise, and we're talking those <laughs> cuddly little, the little, the little worms with little, little, little <laughs> fuckers. I guess <laughs> we're talking the graboids. We're talking graboids here. Uh, but the real question is, what even are graboids? Uh, so Emily. You know, maybe take from the movies or take from your own little fan theories. What's a graboid? Like, where does it come from? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, what uh, what sort of creatures are, hmm, you know what? I actually have a quote here that is going to help us explore this a little more. I have a okay. few quotes from the first movie, and I'm sure you probably remember this scene. Uh, Kevin Bacon's character, Valentine, uh, along with the other character, Earl, whose actor name I forget, and Rhonda, they're trapped on a rock, surrounded by the Graboids. Mm-hmm. Graboids can't get mm-hmm. through the rock, and they're kind of thrown around theories as to what these things are. Kevin Bacon's mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. says, I've got it. They're mutations caused by radiation. No, wait, the government made them. Big surprise for the Russians. Uh, Rhonda <laughs> chimes in. <laughs> Well, there's nothing like them in the fossil record because she's a geologist. Okay, so they predate the fossil record. That'd make them a couple of billion years old. And we've just never seen one until now. Right. So kind of doubting her own prediction there. And then Earl chimes in. I vote for outer space. No way these locals. No way these are local boys. Local boys. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, kind of even just from that, you know, and especially trying to explore uh, the more occult, more ephemeral angle of these films, even though they're somewhat rooted in, you know, uh, science fiction. From that, it's like we can extrapolate, maybe they're mutants. Maybe they're cryptids from uh, eras long past. Maybe they're aliens. Uh, I don't think they're aliens. Okay. I think they're, you know, long buried creatures. That maybe they only let, maybe they hibernate hundreds of years and they only come up, you know, every, every so often. And this is just their time to come up and get you. Yeah, I actually, we were reading some fan theories before uh, we started recording and a fan theory here uh, kind of encapsulates this perfectly and i think i might be in line with this fan theory it says <laughs> yeah. that all those theories about the graboids were true that they were an experiment made by aliens sent to earth before the cambrian age and i actually think that's kind of a cool idea that they're mutations they're like created by aliens that were planted here yeah and maybe that was part of the experiment that they you know show up at a certain time perhaps something to do with nuclear testing or i don't know that's seems to be yeah. aliens always show up but uh yeah. yeah because predating the fossil record is not possible <laughs> like from what i understand it's uh there would be another fan theory here i'm pulling this from tv tropes uh dot com says that uh like the only other life forms that would have been around would have been single celled life forms. So something <laughs> like what would they eat then? Yeah, exactly. They're so big. But uh, <laughs> so now, I mean, I've given you that information. Fucking solid yeah. sound theories there about this very grounded movie, pun intended. <laughs> uh, so now what do you think? You don't think do you still not think they're aliens? No, I think that listeners Emily the is is distraught. She, I've rocked. We have rocked her world. Earth. We have rocked her world. Pun intended. <laughs> they are local boys. They they're are so local. local. Okay, they're local. They're boys. more local than you and me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, 
Well, there's also <laughs> something. I guess yeah. There, I think in the fourth movie, I believe they also uh, are. I think there's kind of a reference to like a Native American uh, myth or legend. The character okay. in Tremors Four: The Legend Begins, uh, Tacopa, I believe is how you pronounce the name. Uh, he refers to them as spirit demons from dark places, eating the souls of those who live in the light. Again, the, the, even the shitty movies have some moments. I'm like, that's a pretty fucking cool line. <laughs> so to add to the mutant angle, uh, the cryptid angle or the alien angle, there's also sort of a mythical being, folklorish yeah. angle to them, which I suppose could fit even if they are, as you said, local boys. Or even aliens, you know. So I suppose, you know, if there's a fake ritual angle that we're going for, I suppose it would be that they're folkloric at the very least. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm -hmm. What do we think? I mean, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, uh, if you think they're local, let's, let's yes. step out into the real world here. Do you think yeah. that there are ancient creatures that are on this planet that have yet to be fully identified. We're talking, you know, Bigfoots and Loch Ness. And... I do think that, but I, I don't think they're land creatures necessarily. I think they're like deep in the water. Okay. Okay. Deep in the ocean. There are things that we have no idea about. Yeah. That's the hundred percent. The giant squid was viewed as a myth for a long time until they caught one. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I think the, that it's just too big. It's just too big. Because like you're saying, it's <laughs> the ocean is so unexplored, and there are so many freaky creatures down deep, and there's only so deep that humans have been able to go. So there at least must be something very and if we're talking scary, you know they? they're in the desert they're like yeah. deep in the desert it's not like we've like dug out the entire desert to know what lives under there like maybe there's something and they just don't need to come up and i might be pulling Ever. this out of my ass but are deserts ancient like water ancient? like i don't know <laughs> not a research-based podcast folks, will say okay. <laughs> yes they are Cool. <laughs> then it's true. Uh, Very deep in the sand, there are old ancient sea monsters that they just had to figure out how, you know, to find the top. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's interesting to add in as well because of that whole evolution angle, this life cycle they have of like, uh, you know, the graboid worm part is their larva form and then the shriekers is kind of like their next stage and then ultimately the ass blasters which lay eggs and then it starts all over again but add to that and especially in the first movie but i feel like they probably revisited in the other ones they're very intelligent oh they yeah plan they learn so they learn i wonder if there's some sort of like have they always been that way if we are assuming they're more uh cryptid like creatures that are just from a past age perhaps like their brain has evolved while their bodies haven't or maybe that life cycle adds to that it is again the jurassic park connection they're very velociraptor in sort of their methodical approach 
I think this might be the most in-depth conversation that has been had with regards to the Tremors franchise. I hope. I don't know. There's a there is a Tremors subreddit that I follow, <sighs> and they go deep. They go deep on stuff. Word. Also, fakers, check out the that check out that subreddit. But also, Tremors has like a channel on YouTube that has some great. They have like kill counts that are very fun. They have like. Uh, certain mashups of like all of Burt Gummer's lines and everything. So definitely if you don't want to watch all these movies, I was really impressed with just, I wish more movies did that where they were just like, we're going to give you on a platter all the best clips from this franchise <laughs> because we know these movies are shitty, but like there's a couple good parts. But they're so good in love. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So in many ways, yeah, the franchise has evolved much like the graboid the graboids themselves yeah hmm. i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh well, i guess just kind of one final thing we're talking folkloric creatures here are you familiar with the mongolian death worm um i am because i like tremors so much <laughs> yeah it seems to be the only as far as like it's funny to say real life it's like the real life fake thing uh-huh. that exists uh i'm sure other people have heard of the mongolian death worm said to reside in the gobi desert i believe uh an explorer mm-hmm. a western yeah an explorer in the sorry an american paleontologist described secondhand tales in his uh 1926 book uh that about the mongolian death worm but i really like i'm pretty sure I ha- i'm looking on the wikipedia here uh there is uh, this says in on the trail of ancient man andrews <laughs> his name was uh, roy chapman andrews cites mongolian prime minister dom din bazar who in 1922 described the worm and let's see if this has uh sounds familiar <laughs> quote it is shaped like a sausage about two feet long <laughs> has no head nor leg and it is so poisonous that merely to touch it means instant death. It lives in the most desolate part of the Gobi Desert. Graboids are bigger. Graboids are bigger. And, and they have an you can look at them. Mouth. Yeah. You can maybe like the graboid like snake tongue. Yes. Is is a Mongolian death worm. Yeah. And they just never saw the rest. I think too I've heard like people there these claims were actually made, I believe, but I think it, retrospectively people have figured out that it's probably a certain snake that was super poisonous that killed people. But the picture I'm looking at here is like just a red segmented yeah. like worm with like just like yeah. a hole at the end with a circle of teeth. <laughs> so what, whatever we're talking about here as far as just like sandworms, groundworms, mythological, yeah. cryptozoological folkloric worms they're they seem to always be fucking nasty i read that the mongolian death worm can electrocute you through the ground or that they will get half of their body out of the ground blow like expand themselves until they blow up and they blow like acid on you and then you die, and then I guess they eat you. I also heard, too, that you die if you look at them. 
Oh, it's Dan. You are fucked. Look away. Yeah. Look away. <laughs> oh, boy. Listen up, y'all. I just saw a report saying the government is sending someone to prove that aliens haven't been taking our neighbors. And that someone is none other than that Bert Gummer guy. Graboid hunter. There he is. That's him. Emily Burnett. Well, uh, we're on, you know, kind of winding down the show here slowly. We, uh, mm-hmm. much like... Oh, wait, the Graboids are fast, but uh, whatever. You know, insert... How are an, they an so fast? They're so fast, yeah, because of their fucking cilia or whatever they got on their sides. But I have here... Uh, you know, we're talking sandworms, we're talking underground worms, Graboids, but I have here a five-question quiz pertaining mm-hmm. to other fictional worms from pop mm. culture i am calling this quiz i got worms <laughs> for my dumb and dumber <laughs> fans out there uh, uh but uh before we get into it do any whenever i say sandworms you know besides the graboids any any worms come to mind for you yeah the beetlejuice beetlejuice worm. okay i watched we might the show cartoon. up here yeah, the cartoon Beetlejuice. Cartoon they Beetlejuice. were in every episode. I think they were a much bigger part of the cartoon than the movie. Word. Well, yeah. okay, well, you might be, you might win this <laughs> quiz. And I don't know, what's a, what, what prize should we offer up? What worm-related prize should we offer up? I suppose it's a five-question quiz, so three questions is a win. <laughs> Two, yeah, three questions correct is a win. Three questions mm. wrong is a loss. So I suppose, mm. you know, it's either like you're climbing to the top of that water tower, getting out of the reach of them graboids, or <laughs> you're going to be, I liked the kill in the first movie, the dude that tried to hide by sitting on a tire that was on the ground, and then he just gets like pulled in. <laughs> pulled him t- down. <laughs> yeah. So you're either going to be sitting on a tire, or you're going to be hanging out on top of water tower. So that is what is... All right. Uh, yeah, Big that is stick. what is, uh, you know, on <laughs> what the fuck? I had way too much coffee. I can't like <laughs> put thoughts together, but that is, <laughs> that is what is on the line here in this fake world of ours. <laughs> but Emily Burnett, are you ready to get some worms? Born ready. Born ready. All right. <laughs> we got here. We got question one. And, uh, I tried to. I already made this joke, damn it, I was trying to save it for this segment, but I tried to start with the more grounded <laughs> fictional words and then start to get a little more esoteric, a little more occulty, you know, to really okay. bring it home. Because as I said earlier, Tremors is not exactly, doesn't scream supernatural, doesn't scream the occult, but technically does fit in there because even the cryptid angle makes it, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, outside of the realm of science and religion which is how we define the occult here on the show but all right question one (laughs) one of the largest creatures in the spongebob squarepants cartoon this giant light pink worm with tan teeth and black eyes is known as what i have three three uh possible answers here one of them is right is it a the gippsland worm b the Alaskan bullworm, 
C, the big bad worm. Okay, I don't watch. Yeah, we did establish this. I wanted to use this as an opportunity to shout out uh, Emily's first episode with the show, Nicktoons. Go and check that out to hear how, to hear me tell Emily how good Spongebob is after she said she'd never seen it. And then she said she was going to see it. And she's (laughs) telling me that she hasn't seen it. So we're going to have a talk after this episode. But (laughs) yes. (laughs) I'm going to say, so that being said, I'm going to say C. Big bad worm. Big bad worm. (laughs) Oh, you got it so wrong. (laughs) According to SpongeBob, the beast came from Alaska, where it wandered to Bikini Bottom and indiscriminately ate anything on sight, devouring mostly inanimate objects and an unfortunate fish's butt. Mm. The creature's size is so big that, and tell me if this sounds familiar... That its mouth is mistaken for a giant cave and its tongue mistaken for the worm itself. Uh, Just like in Tremors. That's right. Yeah, we didn't mention earlier that the Tremors have, or not the Tremors, that is a mistake <laughs> that people make. They call the Graboids Tremors. Graboids have like prehensile <laughs> tongues that in the beginning of the first movie, everyone thinks that's the monster. The yeah. Also worth pointing out, the Alaskan bullworm, uh, which is mm. the worm we're talking about here, dies by flying off a cliff. So, which is spoiler in alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, in SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, under the ocean, deep under the ocean. In the ocean. Uh, yeah, and if have you seen this Alaskan bullworm before? Have you seen any any pictures of it? No, but I'm picturing something. It's basically just... From what you just said. Yeah, it looks like a giant earthworm, but with, like, an open mouth and eyes. Uh, Let's see if I can... Yeah, I don't need to pull up a picture because I just... I'll I'll research it. Yeah, research it. Uh, (laughs) Because this is a podcast, so visual medium only gets us so far. But all right. So, one mistake. Don't make two more. Or your ass is proverbial grass. Is that even a rock <laughs> reference? Your ass is gravel. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Question number two. Uh, getting a little more, little more wiggity here, uh, but still pretty grounded. Man, how many times can I make that joke? With a hide covered in chitinous plates and a mouth filled with teeth at one end and a poisonous stinger on the other, this giant worm of Dungeons and Dragons lore... Oh. Is what color? A, pink. B, purple. C, brown. My quizzes are oh. way too fucking hard, but it's more a way for us to explore the topic. So people listening that are upset, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but I also love you. Okay. Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's brown. Wrong. (laughs) I wanted you to think of a turd and be like, that couldn't possibly be right. (laughs) Uh, I thought like brown, like the earth, like it could maybe be, you know, Dungeons and Dragons is like fantasy, but it's also. I'll try to give it to now that you're creatures. Now you're one wrong answer away from being worm food. Oh no. I'm going to help you on these next few. 
but here, <laughs> uh, possessing simple animal intelligence and a body measuring five feet wide, 80 feet long, and 40,000 pounds in weight, purple worms, and again, tell me if this sounds familiar, pursue any loud noise they sense underground as they hunt for food. Very much like a graboid. But yeah, so the hint I would have given you was that, you know, it's D&D, so think fantasy. I figured pink worm. That was my next. That was, it was on the You almost said it, I saw you were like, (laughs) And I went with brown. Alas. Well, all right. Those are two, uh, you know, we got, we got the Alaskan bull worm at the bottom of the ocean. We got the purple worm that is at least desert dwelling. Or underground dwelling, but now we're going a little further. We're going, we're still in, we're going to a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. Question mm. number three In the Star Wars universe, what creatures, also known mm-hmm. as space slugs, are members of a silicone based sentient species that reside in the hollows of asteroids and pride themselves on maintaining a pleasant ecosystem within their bodies? <laughs> All right, man. I, this is this quiz. This is fucking hard. I I couldn't get any of these. Is it a? Is this is this worm called a a wampa? B a porg, or C an exogorth? <laughs> I hope everyone at home is really high right now because those three words would oh fucking God. put me in stitches. I feel like I've seen Star Wars. Do you remember like, the scene? What? No. It's an Empire Strike Back. Well, same again. Back, I believe. It is a giant worm that reaches out from an asteroid to pull in one of our favorite ships. A, Wampa, B, Porg, C, Exogorth. And I'm going to get a little uh, Regis Philbin here. You can do a uh, 50-50. If you want to get rid of one of the answers, I'll get rid of it for you. Yes. So is it B, Porg, or C, Exogorth? Well, thank God, because I was going to say a Wampa. Wampa <laughs> okay, is I'm the say... abominable snowman in the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Full disclosure, okay, so... these are all three real Star Wars creatures. So, Oh, my God. Porg, <laughs> Exogorth. Right. Well, I might be dying in that tire, but I guess I'm going to say C. You got it right. It's an Exogorth. (laughs) Cool name. It just sounds really metal. That was going to kind of be my next hint if I had to give you one. Because I'm like, think, it's a giant fucking worm that lives in an asteroid. Is it going to be part of Porg? Porgs are those from, uh, I believe, the Return of the, or uh, the Last Jedi, I think. They're the little, like, penguin looking. Like things that go like ooh, <laughs> yeah. they're like, have, like yeah, big, big have black little... eyes, and yeah, they look yeah, like yeah. a puffin mixed with like a like a <laughs> sea otter. But yeah, after the Battle of Hoth, uh, the snow battle in Empire Strikes Back, the Millennium Falcon, unable to jump to light speed, sped or fled, pursuing Tie Fighters by hiding inside what Han Solo and crew believed to be. A cr- the crater of a large asteroid. In reality, this was the maw of a giant exogorth named Sio. Whoa. Yeah, I was reading these creatures have 
it wanted to like this is probably done retroactively but uh it wanted to eat the millennium falcon to diversify the ecosystem within its gut it does it just to be like oh diversity is good so like yeah that's crazy that he when you said it like the the hygiene of its gut yeah the pride themselves (laughs) on maintaining a pleasant (laughs) ecosystem within their bodies yeah i just added that because i was like what and also very like uh the you know the underground nature of them and i suppose the the oh the the relation to the tremors is that if you look at a picture of these creatures they look like the tentacle the the appendages the tongues of the tremors it kind of has that same mm. eel like mouth yeah uh but yeah now you know what a fucking exogorth is <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fucking nerd this is such a nerdy podcast <laughs> all right well you got two more questions all right let's go do not die okay question number four in author frank herbert's dune series mm. shy halud is the term used by which people for the giant sandworm inhabiting inhabiting the desert planet of arrakis is it a the fremen b the harkonnen or c the shrike are those all really from dune one of them is not two of them are <laughs> okay i think the last one's not right well this quiz is so hard so i'm gonna say yes no it's okay not. i'm gonna say a the strike is got... from the strike is from hyperion that's which is another sci-fi series i told you this is a nerdy podcast you're gonna say a and you got it fucking right the fremen yes. the fremen a sacred term usually spoken with a tone of awe fear or respect it alludes to the fremen belief that the sandworm is a physical embodiment of the one god that created and governs the universe the Fremen are known to ride sandworms and even capture them, their teeth being made into Christ knives, the Fremen weapon of choice. Christ knives. Christ knives. Also, it's it's made from like a sandworm's tooth. And if you show someone the blade, you have to draw blood with it. It's like a rule. If you are like, hey, look at my Christ knife. Ah, oh, fuck. Now I have to fucking kill you with it. I'm, damn it. <laughs> or you don't have to kill. Sometimes they're like, okay, cut my finger. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Have you seen, did you see Lynch's Dune or did you see the new Dune? I've seen both, yeah. yes. Did you like them? What do you... Yeah, yeah. I really, and I like the old one. I It was really goofy, but I yeah. liked it. The first one, I've I've read like the first four books. Uh, I thought the, the Denny Villeneuve, probably not saying it exactly right, but that new Dune I thought was really cool. Very fun. Yeah. And just like the special effects were incredible. Like, especially compared to the other. Totally, totally. And it really was to do good special effects. It's funny because they looked, the special effects looked so good because they were constantly hidden behind like smoke and fog and like they weren't showing them off. They really looked like just a ship that happened to be descending through all this smoke or all this, this sand. Uh, but yeah, also, I mean, as far as relations to the graboids, I mean, desert worms, I know they react to sound. Uh, 
And I would say, argue that this or the last worm here we're going to mention, uh, I, although I, I'm pretty sure that dune sandworms, I would say, are the most famous of the sandworms, kind of right up there with the with the graboids. But we can decide that yeah. at the end here. So, all right. Okay. Uh, one more question. I don't know. And if you get it wrong, you're I dead. <laughs> and if you get it right, you're surviving. Okay. You're you're married to Bert Gummer. You're Reba McIntyre. We forgot to mention Reba McIntyre was in the first movie. She's, she's yeah. amazing. She's amazing. All right. Question five. Final question. <laughs> the sandworms of Tim Burton's Beetlejuice are large, mm. black and white striped, snake-like predators who spend most of their time hunting and chasing ghosts caught in a realm referred to as what? Ooh. A. Saturn. B. Wormtown. Mm. Or C. Titan. Oh, that's harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, is it Talk is me it through not it. harder? <laughs> Do you want? I'll give, I need I'll, a clue. I'll give you another 50 50. Okay. Well, I get a clue. Give me something. Uh, <laughs> it ain't Wormtown. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm going to say Saturn. Guess what? I'm dead. You're alive! It's Saturn! <laughs> uh, a vast, endless desert yeah. filled with sand dunes and massive brown structures of different shapes. Saturn, or Sandworm Land, which I believe they changed it to in the cartoon, acts as a kind of limbo for deceased people. Sandworms are presumably extra-dimensional because of this. I put them at well, the end because I figured they're the, like, most far-out, woo-woo, wiggity of the, the creatures. I really thought I was going to say worm pound. So I knew you were. I heard it on your lips, and I was like, I put that one because I thought it'd be obviously <laughs> wrong. Just like you guessed Big Bad Worm in the beginning. I'm like, no. I'm just, I'm really bad at making quizzes, and I, most people lose my quizzes, so, yeah. Hey, what are you going to do, you know? Uh, it just seems so obvious. Worm town, yes. <laughs> that's where they live worm town i know it's beetlejuice so it's not that crazy uh but yeah, <laughs> yeah those sandworms are yeah pretty hmm i mean i guess yeah they're very much they're similar to the would you say they're i'd say they're probably the third most popular sandworm i think they're the up there for sure they for when i was little those worms scared me more than a grub yeah, definitely. I like what they're so cartoony and they have like a head with a they head. Were just like the whole Beetlejuice world, I feel like was like you know fun but unsettling to the point that the worms just were so scary. And you lose time mm -hmm. when you're out there with them. No. Uh, well, I guess yeah. <laughs> I don't like just that. to kind of put the cap on this little quiz here of these five worms that you heard of. Uh, some of mm. them hearing it for the first time. Who wins in a fight? And we'll throw the graboid in there too. Oh, well, we're talking in an arena, not like no home turf. 
Pun intended. <laughs> Probably the Star Wars worm, because they ah. that's big. They're yep. pretty big. But they that purple worm ship. pretty big too. Forty thousand pounds. But could he eat a whole ship? Mm, that's true. Yeah, he was only eighty feet long. Shit, you're right. Yep, the exogorth. It had to be the exogorth. Hell yeah. <laughs> Way to go, exogorth. You win. And so does Emily. <laughs> This brings us to the end of the show. Emily, I want to thank you for coming on. And uh, (laughs) I have one more question for you, though, before we go. Uh, So in the first movie, they give these Graboids their names. The town folk, you know, they are wondering how they're going to make money off of these new creatures they've they've discovered. And they call them Graboids because at the time they think those tongues are the creatures and they be grabbing them. So they're like, we call them graboids. Uh, <laughs> and then it stuck. They couldn't, yeah, graboids be grabbing. Uh, but yeah, the name itself stuck. And, you know, that's just mm. why, I guess, later on you get terms like ass blaster. Because they were like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> These are stupid. But anyway, so I, I like the I like tremors. I don't know why I'm getting so aggravated. But if you were one of those townsfolk... Maybe you're a survivalist type. Maybe you're Reba McIntyre. Isn't that a fun thought? Mm. What are you going to name the Graboids? Well, this is completely off the top of my head with Mm -hmm. no forethought at all. Absolutely. We definitely didn't record this already. And then it didn't record. And then we're recording it again. Absolutely not. This is fresh. Just. Just thinking of what this. Is it? Oh, what is it? I'm oh, going so funny. to say long local boy. <laughs> Genuine <laughs> laughter for the first time I've heard that. So fun, so original, so so in the moment. <laughs> the show's called Fake Ritual, so I can fake whatever I want, okay? But I do long local boys. Uh, well, from one average-sized local boy <laughs> to another, I suppose, average-sized non-local girl. Definitely not reusing that joke either. Thank you again for being on the show. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Super uh, fun. Anything not you want to promote? Any uh, way the fakers can follow you? Um, yes, I do want to promote... <laughs> <laughs> What is it that um, you want to promote? I haven't heard about it. But I, um, so I'm, I'm part of in Hamtramck. There's an improv theater called Planet Ant, and for the next year, I will be there every Monday at seven thirty, performing as in part of the um, Planet Ant Farm Team, which is their like launch group improv team. Oh yeah, and it's long form improv, so it's like. It's not scenes. like games. It's yeah. like scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, I so, hope yeah. if I if I have some uh, 
Michigan listeners. I mean, at least to this episode. Hello, how are you? <laughs> uh, what's a what's a really Michigan thing to say? What are you? What what are people from Michigan called? Michiganders. Michiganders. Oh well, we have ac- We it's a heavy accent, I think. But the most Michigan sentence I've ever heard is um. Isn't that the biggest bird you've ever seen? <laughs> and it probably was. All right. I think well, it was a Thanksgiving bird, so right on time. Oh, yes. Uh, I believe this was Also come known out, as a turkey. This might, I, this, if, if I did it right, this came out tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Not to date the episode, but I just did. Uh, but anyways, my Michiganders, my Yinzers, people, fakers around the world. Uh, <laughs> if you like this episode, be sure to check out, uh, as we said earlier, the Nicktoons episode I did with Emily, as well as a mini-sode we did on Baywatch, which was one of my favorites. Uh, you wouldn't think it had a bunch of occult stuff in it, but it does. And also, I mean, mm-hmm. David Hasselhoff. Talk about a god among men, am I right? so cool uh, but you can follow <laughs> us on instagram at fake ritual and you know let us know what your favorite worms are tell us about your worms i want to <laughs> hear about your worms send me a picture of your worm not what you think i mean you sickos this is the part of the show where i get really antagonistic at the listeners but that's why emily now we're at the part of the show where i that that antagonism culminates in a collective go fake yourself for the fakers at home. Mm. So will you join me in wishing them yeah. a yeah. the thing I just said. Okay, count of three. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. Go, go fake, fake yourself. Fake yourself.